Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I'm Charles Vanderson. Today I pick up on April the 30th, summarizing day 120. We read how David repaid an 80-year-old man for his loyalty by taking his son King Him back with him to Jerusalem. Shimei met David to apologize for his disrespectful behavior toward him as he was fleeing Jerusalem. Shimei may possibly be the Cush of David's Psalm 7. An argument ensued between the ten northern tribes and Judah, giving Sheba an audience to start another rebellion. David, probably to win over Absalom's army and to punish Joab for killing Absalom, named Amasa the new commander of his army. During his pursuit of Sheba, Joab murdered Amasa to regain his position. Joab besieged the town where Sheba fled. A wise woman negotiated peace in exchange for Sheba's head. Later, to end a three-year-long famine, David delivered two of King Saul's sons and five of his grandsons to be executed by the Gibeonites in retaliation for King Saul's earlier attempt to wipe out their entire family when they should have been protected by the alliance made with Joshua. Reference Joshua chapter 9 verses 1 through 27. Finally, David's warriors prevented him from going into battle because of his advanced age, but not before Goliath's brother and three other giants were killed in battles with Israel. May 1, day 121. We read two versions of the same Psalm of David, found in 2 Samuel chapter 22 verses 1 through 51 and Psalm 18. In them, he began with a description of his fear of certain death at the hands of Saul and his army in hot pursuit of him. In poetic language, he described how God aroused himself in a mighty display of power to save David. He affirmed God's attributes of faithfulness, strength to save, power over all creation and the minds of people, care for the needy, authority over all people, judgment of wickedness, supernatural mobility, and his worthiness to be praised by believers before all the world. An interesting observation of David's that caught my attention is, he said, quote, To the faithful you show yourself faithful. To those with integrity you show integrity. To the pure you show yourself pure. But to the wicked you show yourself hostile. Reference verses 25 and 26. This may answer the question as to why there are so many mostly erroneous views expressed about God by those who appear to me to be unbelievers. May 2, day 122. We read that King David was so proud of his military might and conquests that he conducted a sinful census. For this act of arrogance, God sent a plague that killed 70,000 people. David repented and demonstrated that there is no such thing as a cheap sacrifice. There appears to be a discrepancy in the numbers as recorded in 2 Samuel and 1 Chronicles. A possible explanation may lay with the uncounted tribes of Benjamin and Levi. The writer of 1 Chronicles may have added his estimate of their numbers. On May the 4th reading, we will learn that the numbers were never officially recorded in David's records. It also appears that another discrepancy exists where it was recorded that David paid 50 pieces of silver in 2 Samuel, compared to the 600 pieces of gold in 1 Chronicles. 
This is not a discrepancy, since one was the price of the threshing floor, while the other was of the entire surrounding land. Finally, David gathered the necessary materials for Solomon to build the temple. God would not permit his temple to be built by a man of war, but rather he wanted it to be constructed by a man of peace. There are several mentions in scripture about how David was a very lax father. But in today's reading, we find one of the only two events recorded of David being a good father, both giving advice to Solomon when he instructed Solomon about building the temple, telling him that he will only succeed in life if he carefully obeys the law of Moses, and if he will seek the Lord, his God, with all his heart and soul. Reference 1 Chronicles chapter 22, verse 19. May 3, day 123. We read how the elderly King David, while not his first order of business, he did not leave undone, was to organize and assign duties to the Levites, priests, singers, gatekeepers, administrators, army and kingdom officials. He commissioned 4,000 to sing songs of thanks and praise to God, accompanied by lyres, harps, symbols of which he invented and or made, reference Amos chapter 6 verse 5. Three main leaders were Asaph, Heman, and Jeduthun. They were ordered by King David to proclaim God's messages to the people accompanied by the same musical instruments played by the 288 well-trained musicians from their families. Sacred lots were used to choose each of the 24 clans, including 12 relatives from each clan that were picked, regardless of their age or station, to serve as temple musicians. Dr. John MacArthur reminds us that the first readers of Chronicles were the returning Jews who had been exiled to Babylon. Reading these records reminded the ones who were 60 years old or older of the inferiority of the rebuilt temple as they considered the height of glory physically, financially, spiritually, and administratively from which they had fallen. The Ark of the Covenant was gone, but most tragically, the Shekinah glory of God was gone. This is why the exiles wept bitterly, as recorded in Ezra chapter 3, verse 12. May the 4th, day 124. We learn of David's administrative skills in dividing the various duties of the gatekeepers, treasurers, and other officials, military commanders and division leaders, leaders of the tribes, and the officials of the kingdom. I find it interesting that the gatekeeper's job was to keep the unconsecrated population separated from the holiness of God, not because God's holy things needed security, but to keep anyone from inadvertently stumbling in and causing their own death. Reference Numbers chapter 18. Finally, the second of only three times that scripture records David acting fatherly. He again instructed Solomon to know God intimately and to serve him with his entire being. He gave Solomon the blueprint, so to speak, of the temple that God had dictated specifically to him by the Holy Spirit's divine inspiration. May the 5th, day 125. We read of David's sacrificial contribution to the storage of materials to be used for building the temple. Following his example, the officials and military leaders willingly contributed a great amount of wealth to the cause. David offered his noble prayer of praise where he reminded everyone that the offerings they gave actually came from God's own hand. Then because of his advanced age, David took young Abishag as his wife. 
but she remained a virgin. The plan was that her youthful vitality would stimulate him to remain active and keep him warm at night. Meanwhile, Solomon was declared to be the next in line to the monarchy, but he had not yet taken the throne. So his older half-brother recruited Commander Joab and priest Abiathar for his plan to take the kingship by force. When David learned of this, he placed Solomon on the throne and confirmed him by the prophet Nathan, priest Zadok, the mighty warrior Benina, and his own bodyguard. Rightly fearing capital punishment for treason, Adonijah, Joab, and all his followers fled. Solomon spared his half-brother upon the condition of his continued loyalty, but he will have to punish him and his cousin Joab later. May the 6th, day 126, we read King David's final instructions to his son Solomon. He told him to obey Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 17, concerning a king's behavior of self-restraint, in a way that he had failed to do consistently himself. As I have stated earlier, David's indulgence became Solomon's obsession. David told Solomon to wisely serve judgment on the evil ones of whom he had previously granted clemency. When he reiterated Joab's crimes, he did not mention Joab's defiance of David's command to spare Absalom. This probably was because David knew that it was a justifiable death for treason, but I am sure that his anger towards Joab's violent act motivated him to ensure Joab's horrific end for the other crimes. Then the sweet psalmist of Israel praised God in his final words. Finally, Several of David's earliest psalms are presented. This ends this week's Bible summaries. My next episode will pick up on the reading of May the 7th, day 127. I look forward to your visit then. May God bless you.